Good morning, Christian America. Today, I am very excited because I have the pleasure to introduce you guys uh, to a longtime friend of mine uh, who we have not spoken to um, it, to each other in about 20 years or so. So we grew up in the same small town. And when I mean a small town, I mean a small town of Goliad, Texas. I mean, the, uh, the, the town is probably about two miles long and by two miles wide, if you had to measure it. Uh, not very many people down in South Texas, a great place to grow up. Um, and we had a wonderful time together. And when I say we grew up together, I mean, we grew up together from elementary school to middle school to high school. Um, and then as we transitioned to adults, me and this brother, you know, we, we just split ways um, as friends normally do throughout, you know, throughout time. Um, and we just haven't connected again until recently. I had a friend of, uh, had a family member of mine send me a video of this brother and his brothers and sisters in Christ that were doing uh, God's work that are continuously focusing on Christ and, and through efforts of their own um, similar to something similar to what we have going on here at the Christian American T-Shirt Company and uh, naturally I was surprised and it piqued my interest so I reached out uh, we connected after 20 years um, again, just to catch up on what's been happening with, with his organization, with my organization, with our families, it's been a blessing and it's also a, a testament to the word of God and to a strong and good community in which we both come from, uh, that regardless of where our paths in life have led us, we were we're still grounded in the Christian American foundation that our families and our communities have set previously that regardless of what trials and tribulations and what challenges and obstacles that have that we've had to endure over these years that through our own independently individually minded path uh, that we've both, come to the realization that Christian principles and the Christian American lifestyle is uh, a value to us, is a value to our communities, and then to, to, to be so close for so long at a young age, and then to split through our lives and, and, and organically come back to the same, uh, to the same lifestyle uh, in, together without any coordination has been uh it's been almost surreal to take part in and so i'm more than happy to introduce to you guys ronnie martinez from the uh, sons of thunder ministry down in fort worth texas so with that ronnie welcome to the program and you know let's just get into it so ronnie welcome um Tell us a little bit about your uh, the, the Sons of Thunder ministry. You know, uh, how did you get this? Uh, how did you get it started? Um, where do you see the organization going in the future? And, and, and what do you, you know, how did you get to uh, where you are right now as far as the organization? And, and, and what made you decide to even to, to start a ministry? 
Gotcha, gotcha. So thanks for having me first. Uh, and man, it's so good catching up with you the other night. Uh, and uh, man, it's just so crazy how we talked about our paths where, you know, grew, grew up together, our paths separated and ended up on different sides of the world at one point. And then now here we are walking the same path, man, following Christ. So it's a beautiful thing how that works. But uh, yeah, so so basically, man, uh, uh, kind of had always believed like we talked about but i was never really following christ so uh i'll kind of skip a whole bunch of stuff and and get to the point where uh my brother was actually uh in the penitentiary adam and um man we had gone through a a period of time where we didn't talk and and i was kind of frustrated with him uh because of the way he was living and stuff. So uh, that was kind of what, what got us to not talk for years. Well, long story short, uh, he attends his uh, prison ministry. Uh, it's called Kairos. And uh, he said, man, I'm not going to lie to you guys. Man, I, I went for the free world food. He said, I just wanted to go get some food that wasn't penitentiary food. He said, but never knowing that I was going to encounter God the way that I did. So, uh, man, he, he got, he went from, completely unsaved to radically saved uh, because of the encounter he had with God through this ministry. So uh, because of that, man, I would say I was definitely like in a spiritual sleepwalk, kind of where you're just walking through life comfortably thinking I'm saved. I'm good. There's nothing else for me to do. Uh, and, and that just couldn't have been further for, uh, from the truth. Because uh, as, as we start to follow God, not just believe in God, but follow God, I feel like he reveals that he has a mission for us to do. So uh, when this happened, man, my brother gets out of prison. I had been running a Bible study over here for, uh, gosh, I, don't, I could maybe six months or something like that. And and uh, finally, my brother moves up here. And uh, so we continue with this Bible study. And, and it's so funny because it started off with me and a couple guys from work. And, and just last night we had one. And, and now I think it was like probably 20 something people there last night. Uh, so through this, uh, me, me and my brother, of course, uh, man, we were once lost, man, and, and so we're found, so to speak, now. So we're, we're bouncing these ideas off of each other uh, about, uh, you know, what God wants to do in our lives and stuff. And, and uh, one of the guys that was in the prison ministry, uh, uh, his name is Chino, one of our brothers from Houston, uh, he tells Adam, and Adam doesn't even tell me about this, but he tells Adam, he said, hey, man. I got a word from God that I want to give to you and I don't want you to take it lightly because it was given to me strongly. So I feel like I got to tell you about this. And he was saying, I feel like uh, you guys are, are going to have a ministry that's called Sons of Thunder. And Adam was like, man, at first he said, I'm not going to lie. That sounds silly to me. I didn't know what, what that was about or, or, you know, anything about that. He said, uh, so, so I, he said, I kind of blew it off. And um, so then Kingdom Music, I don't know if you've heard of them or not, uh, but, but they were having an event here in town that we attended. And uh, a pastor that, that rides along with him on tour, he came up to me and Adam and it's like, uh, he says, uh, uh, man, I wanna pray for you guys, for you two brothers. And I'm like, man, we've never seen this guy. He knows we're brothers and I know we look alike and stuff, but uh, he, he straight up calls us out, man. And he said, I got a word for y'all. He said, y'all are going to have a ministry and it's going to be Sons of Thunder. And we're like, man, what is going on now? And I, so so Adam hadn't even told me what Chino said. And he said, bro, I got to tell you something. He said, I don't want to tell you in front of him because he's not going to believe me. He said, but I'll tell you later once we leave from here. 
He said, bro, Chino told me the same thing less than a week ago. Uh, so that's how that the, the name originated. Uh, but uh, we had already been uh, kind of creating a movement uh, It's called God's Army just because we feel like God is raising up an army uh, to, to advance his kingdom. So uh, we were kind of already moving under that. And, and we still are. Uh, but but uh, just as far as mine and his ministry goes that's that's how we got the sons of thunder ministry yeah that's that's kind of crazy that um that two different people would tell you essentially the same thing um as but it kind of also makes sense if you were looking at it from a higher perspective that you know the 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 first guy would would tell adam and then adam not believe it right like ah this is not i don't know i don't know if that's a good idea uh i'm not sure yada 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 and then uh the the other guy would then double up on it and said no i mean you should do this this is what it, it should happen um and and i think that's it's kind of indicative of uh of, of living the the life that god wants you to is that he puts these signs man constantly right sure. he's always putting these signs uh and, and giving you these these little hints on how to live, where to live, what to do, um, what to say, and it and if you're not paying attention, um, it, you just pass it on by, you know, you pass it on by, um, and it's and it, and no matter what you say no to, right? If you're meant to do it, it keeps coming back around, man. It just keeps coming back around to to hit essentially hit you in the face and, until until finally you get it and you're like, okay, man, yeah. Um, all of this wouldn't happen unless it was for a reason. What's the, uh, uh, you mentioned uh, the, you know, the, the passage of Sons of Thunder um, specifically. Where does that come from? Uh, and, and, and talk to us about like how that name or what that name means. Right, right. So, man, it, it's it's so weird because uh, when we heard that, right, I mean, we, we've been studying the Bible and stuff like that. But, uh, of course, we don't know all of it. Uh, man, we're we're studying it just like anybody else who's passionately pursuing Christ. So uh, as we dove into that, we're like, where does his name come from? Well, it turns out that John and James, the brothers, uh, sons of Zebedee, uh, actually were called that. Uh, the disciples they were called that by Jesus. Uh, I guess they went into a town to give the word, and it wasn't well received. Uh, so. Um, I guess they were called that because of their boldness, because they go to this town and and uh, when people aren't really receiving what they have for them, uh, uh, they tell Jesus, hey, do you want us to call uh, fire down from heaven? So then Jesus is like, man, you guys chill. <laughs> like, I got this. Don't worry about that. We're not doing all that here. So, uh, yeah, I guess so. So it's uh, basically because of their boldness, uh, you know, for Christ. So, so, yeah, I told Adam now we got we got some big shoes to fill, man. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, but it, but it makes sense. All right, again, knowing, no, even though we haven't spent much time in, in the last, you know, 15, 20 years or so, um, knowing your mentality, knowing, uh, I guess your your motivation and, and, and zest for stuff, um, it kind of makes sense, right? Because that's, you know, that's kind of what we do uh, when we get excited about something, right? You get overzealous. Uh, I know, I know I do personally, my wife, you know, gets on to me all the time about jumping in to, uh, to take on more than, than I think that I can handle. Um, and then sometimes you look back on it and go, man, you know, 
yeah, I, that was a little bit much. Um, and next time I'll be smarter. So yeah, that's interesting. It's interesting that that a the name fits, and then specifically that everybody told you that you should do something like this um, because you already had a calling for it. And and I think that's I, I think that's interesting. I think that's great. Um, what about uh, where do you see where do you see your organization? Where do you see the, the Sons of Thunder? You know, in the future. Uh, like specifically, you know, maybe events that you're that you're interested in, or uh, ideas that you've come up with uh, to try to help other people, or to to spread God's message, or to, and to spread the message uh, of that 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 your organization has. Because watching a couple of videos, right? I, I watch everything you guys put out ever since I found out that that it, you existed. Um, in, in your specifically targeting like certain people i mean there's uh uh it's clear in in the message it's clear with the other folks around you the other uh, brothers that, that that you do videos with i mean everybody i think that i've seen speak speaks from a position of hardship speaks from a position of being you know in prison or and locked up or, or locked up or being in in a place uh, that like a dark place that nobody wanted to be at i mean is, is that something that you're specifically uh try, an audience that you're specifically trying to reach or is that just you know just, it just came organically and, and and you know due to you know your brother's situation and, and some of the folks that you know right right so i would say yes and no to that question yes uh i, I do want to reach that crowd but know as far as like me specifically saying these are the only people uh, uh, that that I want to target it, it's weird um, because I don't when I when I look into the future I don't say like well this is what we're gonna do because there's a passage in the Bible that talks about that this is like man don't plan where you're gonna be at next year next month or anything because only God can really tell you that and so I don't want to put limits on God by saying no this is my plan I'm going to do it my way. So so instead, what, what I'm doing is trying to stay open, even even with this, uh, not to jump too far ahead, but uh, even uh, with this revival that we're having in Goliad, it's weird. I was just telling Valerie last night, uh, I said, man, in the Bible study group, I said, typically when I go speak at a church or when I lead a Bible study, I'll have notes written down and all this stuff. And I said, but, but uh, I've been hesitant to do that for the simple fact that I want to stay open. Uh, to the spirit i want to stay open to god and, and and make sure that the message that that i take down there is from him not something that i want to do, deliver but from him uh but but also i would say uh if i had to say like man we want to reach these people of course it's we're called to be the light of the world uh, the word tell, tells us that so of course i want to go to the dark places uh i mean what good is light to be shined in a room that's already lit up so I want to I want to go talk to the people and, and that that typically wouldn't walk into a church because maybe they feel uh, I, I guess like people that aren't walking with Christ they have this uh, I guess view of, of church like man everybody's got it together in there and and if I walk in there they're gonna look at me like you know I'm judged or or or, or that I don't have it together uh, I'm not gonna fit in there so then what happens is you have a bunch of saved people. Uh, that are that are sitting in a place and and they're not uh, 
doing an outreach and getting shining the light in the dark places, so to speak. So so that's what I want to do is is uh, more or less create an environment where people can say, you know what? Because truth of the matter is, nobody at church from the pastor down has it all together. I mean, we're stuck in these fleshly bodies and we're all going to struggle with something. Uh, I know I do every day, uh, but that's what we have the word for. The word kind of shines light on that and says, look, here's where you need work. Uh, here's where you're lacking at. And and I, I guess that's why some people run from the word because it is confrontational. It confronts those things that don't line up with the word of God. So, uh, yeah, but, but, but uh, I, I would say too, because of my past, uh, I mean, you know how I grew up too, uh, uh, man. I, I hung out with not necessarily the, the, the you know, <laughs> the good crowd, so to speak, for lack of better words. So, right. Uh, uh, yeah. So I would say, like, man, I don't want those people to be left behind. Uh, man, I, sometimes I look back to Goliad and I see, man, these guys are some of the guys that I grew up with are still struggling. Most of them have been to prison at least one time, and I feel like God has spared me from all that. Uh, like kind of like he just set me apart and I don't want it to be for nothing I want to reach back out to those same guys man and tell them look there's a different way I know we grew up this way but there's a different way no that's awesome and and I'll, I'll be honest when I first saw the some of the videos you, you guys were putting out <clears throat> um, it struck me in the fact that I hadn't now granted you know I, we started this company yeah, eight months ago, right? So it, it's, and we didn't even start doing much until probably maybe six months ago. Um, and we're still figuring it out, right? You know, like, like you and like everybody else nearly. But as you try to map out like what you want to say and who you want to say it to and, and, and what your goals are and they, everything kind of shifts, that's, that's something I didn't even think of, right? And, and I didn't, I didn't, and, and thinking about it, the fact that I didn't think of, you know, the prisoner, right? The Bible specific, I think it's like 73 times in the Bible, it mentions, you know, the people in prison, the imprisoned. And, and uh, uh, you know, there, there's a passage, I think in, in Hebrew somewhere that, that says, you know, it, think of the prisoner as if you were in there with them. Um, and, and, I, and I hadn't, it hadn't even crossed my mind. And I think as a society, we tend to forget that, you know, that there are good people that have just been down the wrong road um yes. and 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 now granted everybody's responsible for their own actions but that doesn't mean that they're not redeemable and that doesn't mean that they're inherently bad people it it, it just means that you know they through circumstance they could have ended up in a bad situation or you know like every one of us right i, I don't i don't know anybody you know and i'm 37 we're 37 right i don't know anybody that was taught the word of christ at a young age and stayed with it you know their entire life without you know drifting away from it from time to time and in those in those in those periods um we're all susceptible to getting you know to 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 getting into trouble that we wouldn't have or, or or that you wouldn't have uh you wouldn't have wanted um and then what do you do right you don't you can't just throw that population aside you can't throw those people aside and say you know they're they're irredeemable because what we know is that everybody's redeemable and i mean and 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 as proof paul as saul uh 
was a persecutor of Christians. And, you know, it, it, it literally took Christ to intervene in that situation because he was that overzealous and that uh, full of that much hatred and doing these atrocities against these, these early Christians that um, he had to be blinded in order to see, you know, and, and, and then and, and, there, and then after that, there was no greater uh, person on this earth that then forwarded Christ's word. I mean, you know, all the writings that in, you know, towards the end of the Bible, I mean, the majority of them are from Paul, right? And Absolutely. it was his ideas. So right. I, I think it's awesome. I think that's a, that's a, you know, that, it, that I learned, uh, and, and, and I learned, uh, a little bit about more about myself and what I, you know, and, and how we should, our, our organization should, uh, address some issues. Um, and, and then honestly, it made me think too. So that's pretty darn interesting. For, for sure. For sure. I, I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head with that. Uh, I think, uh, Paul in his mind was doing the right thing by persecuting Christians. Uh, man, he was on a mission and, and in his mind, he was doing God's work. Uh, and it took, like you said, for, for Jesus to appear to him. But think about that. I was thinking about this the other day. I said, man. Uh, we interact with people, right? And we have the ability to change them for a season uh, by, by just being there, talking with them and stuff. Jesus uh, appeared to, to uh, Saul, or, or who would later go on to be Paul, appeared to him, and it changed him so much so that he is uh, responsible for writing or, or uh, stories in the New Testament, typically almost, or, almost the whole thing or about him. Uh, just with one interaction with Christ, that changed him from the core. So, and, and so many people are like that. That, um, I mean, they're they're living on a path that that doesn't line up with God, and they may think they're doing right because it's all they know. But in the same way that that Paul had that interaction with Christ, man, they can also interact with Christ, and it can be a life changing event. The the problem is, is that I feel like the church has to take the word outside of the four walls and do that uh think about this you hit the nail on the head earlier when you said uh you know we were given the word of god as kids but but nobody really stuck with it so then you would ask yourself well then why did not not one of us stuck with it and the reason for that is because uh it's like i was talking to a guy yesterday and, and uh, uh one of the brothers from goliath mark bettis and i told him it's so important to have a group to be connected to. I said, it's, it, it, if we think that we can walk this Christian walk alone, we're lying to ourselves. I said, it's like a baseball player trying to win a game by himself without his team. You're going to end up getting, having a day where you feel weak and the world is going to scoop you back up, pull the rug out from under your feet. You have to be surrounded with brothers and sisters that will keep you accountable and keep you encouraged. Uh, and, and that's so that's where the difference is it's been made in my walk is that before I was one of those guys that thought that man I don't need nobody I, I'll walk it out all by myself I don't need nobody to be telling me nothing when all actuality I really do man and and now I'm surrounded with leaders for Christ that are constantly investing into me uh pouring into me M matter of fact I got a, a discipleship class that I'm going to uh this evening man with one of the um, older brothers that comes to the bible study that uh, he's actually a pastor and, and man it's it's just I'm blessed but it all comes down to who you choose to surround yourself with. We were talking about this last night uh, at Bible study. Uh, 
uh, this one of the sisters was saying, she's like, man, uh, I was in a bad relationship and, and uh, some of the stuff that I, w- I was doing right, but some of the stuff he was involved in wound up uh, bleeding off on me. And then next thing you know, it stole stole me from my walk completely. And I said, wow, that's interesting because God was pouring something into me earlier. And, and uh, it, it was for some reason, I didn't even know why at the time, but I was thinking it like whoever you attach yourself to, uh, has so much power in your life and I was telling her I said I don't know if, if this came to me because my daughter's pregnant but it started making me think whatever she takes in directly affects the baby and in the same way if you attach yourself to people that you don't have to be doing what they're doing in the beginning if you attach yourself to them close enough sooner or later that's going to affect you it can poison you they're poisoning themselves it can poison you but in the same way if you surround yourself with the good with good people even if you're living messed up sooner or later uh the, the same christ that they're connected to that they're attached to will soon be attached to you and your life can be changed because of that yeah that's uh 100 i mean 100 i i uh it's it's part of how i try to raise you know my daughters right i mean <laughs> a lot different than we grew up with right it just uh just because there's so much out there right there, there's there's so many other influences right so we we have to compete for attention right our kids have an attention span uh, of only so much and then well people have a, an attention span for only so much but and then you have all these competing forces you have back in the day it was is essentially the tv right and 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 there was maybe three channels on the tv so it, it, it wasn't really that much going on you know when we were young right. uh, so we spent most of our time outside and that was that's where the attention was it was like with our friends playing sports doing stuff but now i mean 24 7 you know the kids have the ability uh to get onto essentially anything and it's great because they can learn uh of, of all the wonders of the world they can be educated they can they can learn history. They can look up stuff. I mean, it's great. They can connect with family and friends that we don't see because we're separated from our family uh, living up here in the D.C. area. Um, but at the same time, that attention can easily go to other places that that you don't want uh, your children to go. Right. And it's not just children. It's us. Right. So you have news. You have uh tv you have radio you have social media you have youtube you have i mean there's a million things that are going on all trying to get designed to gain our attention right it's designed to distract and um and yeah it's a danger it's it's something that we have to contend with and and so what what we try to do is you know what i'm focused you know and, and and i think you have to do it intentionally you have to know that and go okay in this day throughout our lives we're going to concentrate on hearing the good stuff concentrating on the good stuff even if you're not whole uh, totally focused on it right having you know listening to christian radio for instance you know there was no christian radio that i could remember down in south texas uh when we were young um and even if there was I, we probably weren't going to listen to it however um, because it, it just wasn't like it is now, right? right. Times have changed, and now you have uh, multiple Christian radios, and they're, it's good music, right? There are uh, uh, musicians that are 
top level musicians, uh, high, uh, top level, top quality singers that are that are putting out good music that's dedicated to Christ, that are preaching the word of Christ in a different way uh, at, through music that's not the traditional, you know, gospel music necessarily, which I like to hear myself. But, you know, the kids don't like to hear, you know, Hank Williams Sr. singing, you know, gospel music to an old with an old banjo you know what i mean yeah. uh yeah. so as time changes and and the ability to 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 uh move uh i guess uh, i say change the word but but give the give the word a, a different uh sound and uh to, to reach the our kids nowadays i think that it's um it, it's crucial man that, that you that they take in the good use this technology use these uh, avenues of attention uh, getting and and provide pathway to, to hearing the good messages rather than all the junk that's out there um, and and like you said you know whatever you're surrounded in whatever you take in whatever that mom takes in that that child you know feeds on right and and that's figuratively in a pregnancy uh, but it's also you know in reality you know, if you're if your child is listening to the word of God, if you're go, yes, if you're going to church and even outside the church, they, they take in everything. And so that example and those friends that you have as they get older, your I mean, your children are older than mine. So as they get older, those those influences, they have to be good influences. I think they have oh. to be good influences. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, I've never understood uh it's so weird because you can read the, the word and unless you're truly seeking you're not going to find you have to and you could read it and it and it can just be like a book or you could read it and be seeking uh, understanding and then got to give it to you I, I've, I've read that passage before in the past where it says like a, a, a you know how the men should be the leader of the household or whatever would never make more sense to me uh, than than right now hey. speaking of being the, the leader of the family Right, and especially when it comes to to Christ and Christ's word, I, I think it's extremely important, right? And one of the one of my fears, right? One of my fears, Ronnie, is that our generation, and I don't know this, right? Obviously, I don't know this, but our generation grew up. You and I grew up um, with, although our parents aren't perfect, and 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 weren't perfect, but. I feel like the folks are our age, probably 35 and up, right? Up with a sense of, with a foundation of God's word. Uh, we were, we were uh, brought to church as children. We grew up in 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 that environment, probably from as early as you can remember, from four or five years old to our teenage years, right? Right. Our, our formative years, and then. In, and, and almost everybody you know, well, almost everybody we know, right, uh, grew up like that. Regardless of what happened to them after that, um, we have this foundation of Christ and Christ's word and some idea that we should live in a certain way. And then like every teenager, like every early, you know, late teenager, early 20-year-old, you, you experiment with stuff and you do stuff and you get away from the word of God. I was like that, and I know many people like that. Um, but when things get hard, 
and you and, and and life gets difficult you know i know for myself i was always able to turn back to to the church i could i always knew no matter what i did i always knew i was wrong i knew i was wrong and what and in, in doing wrong uh, because of the foundation that was set and i and i purposefully did it anyway right so when life got tough or when life changed on me uh, you know I, I started talking about getting married to my to my wife and raising kids i mean things change and i had a i had a sense to go back to christ because of that foundation and my biggest worry is that the kids growing up the generation behind us the, the millennial generation the you know the the, the snowflake generation they're calling them that um that they grew up without that foundation right they they just they grew up without that christian without that biblical foundation of of god's word and 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 they don't know it and they've never heard it and if they have heard it it's under the the idea that you know these these crazy christians or these right-wing christians or you know, or they heard it in a negative con- uh, connotation by "quote unquote" smart people, by teachers or professors, or you know, somebody who's with a degree of some sort that is talking bad about religion. How religion is, it, it, you know, has got problems, and it's the reason that we have all these bad things, right? Because there are people that that talk about that. And so, when these guys, when these young kids, when they hit hard times, when the next you know, economic downturn happens, when the next uh, terrorist attack happens, when the next, uh, it, it ain't even got to be anything like that big, but when they hit their own, their own struggles in life, where do they turn? Where are they going to, if they don't have that foundation that we grew up with, that our generation grew up with? Um, that's, that's one of the things that worries me. It worries me because uh, I think on a massive scale, you're going to have the next emergency um, that happens. Where do these people turn to? They're not going to turn to Christ because they don't know Him. Right, right. No, so so man, you brought up a lot of good points uh, just now, uh, and there's a reason why you turn back to that foundation because you recognize that the world is changing. It's just like the wind blowing, man. Every day is something different. It's changing. The one constant. The one stable thing that you could rely on that's going to stay the same is the Word of God. And that, so that's the reason why you went back to that. Uh, unfortunately, every generation until ours has done their job as far as spreading the gospel. Our generation, for some reason or another, has failed. Uh, and so that's the reason that you have those kids that didn't grow up with what we grew up with. Uh, so our job is to get that back on track. Because you're absolutely right. Think about it. When 9-11 happened, uh, the Bible sales were at an all-time high. Why? Because people recognize. We all have that inner uh, that inner feeling of wanting, wanting to connect spiritually with our maker. Uh, but the problem is, is that when we don't point this generation to our creator, uh, to, to Jesus Christ, then the world's going to point them somewhere else. And they have that hunger. They're looking for that hunger to be filled. And the world is now, it, unfortunately, man, even the, I would say even the church now has managed to uh, water down the gospel. And we know that a watered down gospel is not gospel at all. Uh, when, when they're giving you a gospel 
that more or less conforms to your lifestyle, uh, now you're getting a motivational speech. Now you're getting something that where people will tell you, sure, I'll, I'll handpick parts of the Bible so that, that, that conform to your lifestyle so that you'll come back and tithe next week. And then we got a huge problem because now we're wanting the word to convert to our changing everyday changing ways instead of us going back to going to the unchanging word of God. And then you wind up with the generation that is just lost, that, that is just lost like the wind. It's just going and coming and, and, and nobody knows the true truth because even the gospel that is being given today is a, is a gospel that, that conforms to everybody's lifestyle. And, and, and this is, it's not good. You end up, these kids try to feel that they do exactly what you and I did. They go out to the world. They're trying to feel this hunger, right? But we knew, man, I got to stop because this, this feeling of this hunger I'm doing, it's temporary. I'm going to find temporary pleasure in it. And then I'm going to wind up hungry again. So what do I got to do to satisfy that hunger permanently? And that's to go to the well that doesn't run dry. Go to Jesus Christ. Well, they don't know that. They didn't have that. So that's where we got to step in and be aggressive with it, man. Uh, uh, think about it. We're, we're in that generation, like you said, they call it the snowflake generation for a reason. That uh, everybody's looking for a reason to be offended about something. So uh, then you have these pastors that run the churches like a business. That, that they're, they're not so much worried about... Uh, how many people do I have here on fire for God is just how many people do I have here? And, and then, so you're looking at, at uh, a huge problem when you have that, because then when a pastor is looking at how many people he can put in his church, instead of how many people are truly saved, then you're ending up with the gospel. That's not truly the gospel. You're ending up with, uh, let me tell you what you want to hear. What your itching ears want to hear is how the word describes it so that you'll come back. And, and, and my church looks better. I look better because it's just all the way around now we're, we're uh, in this age where we have to appease to everybody you can't say nothing that doesn't offend anybody well guess what the cross is confrontational the cross is going to confront you where you're lacking where you're not lining up with the word of god right. so uh we we have to give it that way we have to tell him yes jesus loves you so much so that he came in let them hang him on a cross and he let them because he could have put a stop to that all right then and there but he let them do that he, uh, he took our beating he took our uh crucifying and and he did it out of love uh so if he went through that discomfort then we could take some discomfort for him and get out there and tell the world hey man look this ain't right i don't care if it offends you i'm trying to save your life if if your house is burning down am i gonna go and knock on your door and tell you hey man uh uh eddie you might want to get out of there, bro. Your house is burning down. Of course not. If I truly love you, I'll kick your door down if I have to and drag you out of that house, whether you want to come out or not. And, and that's that's how we got to present the gospel. Look, man, if, if I don't give it to you for real, uh, you're not going to be saved. You're going to live however you want to live and think, ah, well, you know, you hear every church preaching about grace. You don't hear nobody preaching on repentance anymore. Uh, so, so, yeah, bro, it's it's. You covered a, a, a big scale right there with, with just that uh, question or, or that issue or topic that you brought up. So, yeah. Yeah. And and, 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 and so did you, right? As you're, as you're talking about, uh, you know, the, the traditional church, you know, it, it's something that I talk every now and then on, you know, on these videos. 
about you know our 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 <clears throat> traditional institutions, right? And 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 one of the biggest problems that we have is that our traditional institutions uh, they've been corrupted. There's, there's a couple problems. One, they've been corrupted from the inside, um, and then because of that corruption on the inside, the 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 outside the the the, the viewer the worshiper the the audience whatever however you want to phrase it they're looking at the institution and then they recognize that corruption and so they immediately don't they don't want to take part so the the people in the institution are being corrupted and then the people on the outside are turned off by it because of what they see and i, I think it's I think it's detrimental. I think it's, and, and this this is not only in the church. One of the things that you made me think of when you said that was like, for instance, the the media, right? The news. Um, the news is used to be when, again, when we were young, the, the news was just what happened. Here's what happened, right? Take it, leave it, like it, don't like it. Here, here, yeah. here Here's what happened. This thing was very, was good. Um, and then, this thing over here was very bad. I mean, it was, there was a crash on the road and, you know, these people were injured. Uh, there was news that, you know, this school raised this much money for this organization. Whatever the facts were, I mean, that's just that's just the truth. Right. Well, the good news, the Bible, used to be that. It used to be the truth. And, and, yeah. and, and, and you know, here you, here you have it. Here's what it says. And... Here's how you should live in order to, you know, to 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 live a more full life. Um, right. But just like the media changed and they started giving opinion, so, so to hold on to their audience, the, the 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 pulpits have also changed their message to fit the audience. And from the outside, the 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 independent, you know, spectator looking uh, outside looking in goes i don't want anything to do with that that doesn't that is that just doesn't seem right that's not that's not what the book says it's not the truth it's not the right. good news it's 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 something else and so we're we're getting torn down from the inside and we're not getting any uh any any it's hard to get new members in it's hard to bring people to god's message at the same time and it's and it's doubly as bad i know doubly isn't a word but it's it's twice as bad um, so what I think is so important what you're doing, right? And and you're more, your organization is more on an independent, uh, individual level, right? You're you're interacting with with no kidding face to face, you know, people with with problems, people with their own struggles, people that are that are trying to make it, and you're putting that out, you know in the 21st century right you're putting that on social media you're, you're making videos and you're reaching the people that you can reach the only way that we can actually get you know the truth out right you can't you don't have enough money to 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 build a church to build a, a building right a church and pews and maintain it and taxes and all that stuff that stuff costs money that's a traditional institution um but what we're finding out nowadays and i think you hit the nail on the head is that the traditional institution isn't working anymore 
it's just not going to be working anymore. And I think that these conversations through these devices online, um, I hope, which is where I've kind of been focused more on the on the digital in the digital space. Um, hopefully, we can reach more people, um, and I don't have to ask for a dollar. And that's the great thing. I mean, right. You're not asking for you're not asking for a, a, a single penny. I don't need right. uh, we don't need to we don't need you know a thousand parishioners providing ten percent every week to, yes. to pass our message. Um, we can do it as as much or as little as as our fire burns within us. And and I think it's I think it's I think it's a great idea. And I think it's it, it's great what we're what you're doing. Um, just holistically i think i think it's awesome and 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 that i hope and i think is going to be the future right right so uh man if you think about it uh, there was no multi-million dollar buildings when when paul was walking the earth when the disciples were walking the earth when jesus was walking the earth there was no multi-million dollar buildings for believers to congregate at uh, and this goes back to talking about a gospel that's convenient to people it maybe if i make it more appealing uh, I can fill my church up. Well, uh, we're, we're, we shouldn't be trying to fill a building. We should be trying to fill heaven, the kingdom of God. Uh, so I, I think you kind of touched on something too that's, that's really important. Even us, like our, our Bible study group, we don't ever say, hey man, you guys got to give this much money or any money at all. What we do is is everybody takes food there and we fellowship we eat, we break bread together, uh, man, we get into deep topics, kind of like what you and I are doing uh, about God and about our walk, the things that God has done for us that he's walking us through and, and stuff like that. And, and so what happens, man, is you get these big old, huge, beautiful buildings. Uh, and I think there's, there is a place, uh, there, there's a position for church. You have to have a place, right, for everybody to come get together. And, and for the pastor, uh, man, uh, our brother from up here, Jason Cole, said it perfectly the other day. He said, church is somewhere you go for the pastor to give you tools to go out there and spread the gospel. So that's all church is supposed to be for you to go get the tools to then turn around and give what you've been, been given. But uh, it's not working like that no more. See, the pastor can't go to your church and save the people that are unsaved. Uh, they can, the pastor can't go to your job and, and save the people that are unsaved there. That's for you to do. The pastor can't follow you around and, and make contact with everybody that you make contact with. That's your job. So all he's supposed to be doing is encouraging you, discipling you, and giving you the tools to then turn around and be able to go spread the gospel. Uh, but people aren't doing that no more. They're going to church and they're getting those tools. The, the pastor's doing his job. Uh, in, in some cases, uh, he, he's giving you what you need, but then it's stopping right there. The word is staying in those four walls. When I was telling uh, this brother last night, I said, imagine if the disciples or Paul said, I'm saved. I'm good. I'm not going to go talk to anybody about Christ, man. These people are trying to kill us if we try to spread the, the gospel. You think I'm going to go talk to people about Christ? You're out of your mind. And they said, I'm good. I know him already. I know him. What would have happened to everybody else? Christianity wouldn't even existed. So we cannot be uh, like that and and we're not even persecuted like that yet here in America uh, uh, we don't have to worry about getting crucified or, or you know burned alive or anything like that yet I think we're headed that direction 
uh, Christianity is definitely being outlawed slowly but surely. And you can kind of tell, I'll, I'll go back to what you were saying about the media. I mean, if you listen to the media now, uh, you, you said it absolutely right. They're not reporting facts anymore. They're, they're reporting opinion. And their opinion is to try to shape the way that you vote so that whoever they put in office it is abandons Christian values altogether so that they can, it's just whatever goes after that. And it sounds good, right? Because that that kind of mentality, it's accepting to everybody, but it doesn't sound good to God. That's where we run into a problem. Uh, God doesn't say, I'm going to just accept however you want to be. No, he doesn't say that. Actually, he paid the big price for us to be saved from those things. But that, that price was not to be taken advantage of and say, oh, we just do whatever we want to do. So this is the thing, man, that we're trying to open everybody's eyes up to and, and get them to think for themselves and, and not believe everything they're told. And, and even down to, to church, man, uh, we, we tell everybody, listen, uh, Paul uh, reached a village where he said, man, these people were eager to hear the word. So I shared it with them, but they also double checked everything I said to see if it lined up with scripture. So uh, that's exactly what we need to be doing. Even down to church, you go to church, you make sure that what that pastor's telling you lines up with the word of God and then you don't have to worry about it. you can't be deceived after that and if they're preaching another gospel that said anything besides the cross and what Jesus Christ did for us you're being deceived it's time to walk away so uh man it, it, it's a lot bro I, I promise you I don't, don't want to get started because I could go on forever with this yeah no you're exactly right right you're you're 100 right and um I think most of us feel, uh, myself included, right, uh, don't feel qualified to speak on Christ's message, right? And and we, we probably we probably don't. I I feel that way because <clears throat> just because of my own faults, right, my own flaws, and the the initial idea or the initial thought is usually, well, who am I to tell somebody uh, something? right um which is which is honestly it's kind of how this organization got started was you know just through the tees through the through the 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 clothing and the, and the apparels and stuff it's like hey let's let's set an example without having to speak to anybody because you know most people are uncomfortable with that conversation and it's kind of hard to walk up to a stranger and 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 start asking you know you know or, or speaking the word of god uh, because a lot of people you know even if they believe they're like well i don't know what this guy is gonna you know get into and i'm not and i don't have an hour to hear you know a sermon as i'm walking down the street right and and so what we try to focus on what i try to focus on is you know just ideas right the the ideas that uh it try to put you know 2000 year old uh and further uh, uh ideas on life and why it's so important why the bible says these things are so important why christ did what he did why he said what he said we don't know why but the stuff that he said right and try to interpret that uh into you know today's language and 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 the idea that uh, I don't know. It's it's hard to uh, to think of the apostles. It's hard to think of Christ. It's hard to think of Moses. It's hard to think of the the individuals that are in the Bible as real people, 
because I don't think they're taught as real people. Uh, they're taught, uh, you know, or, or people tend to think of the Bible as, you know, where everybody is unapproachable, yeah. right? And and then, and, and 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 but when you look at it, it's real people making the same mistakes, you know, personal mistakes, interpersonal mistakes, family mistakes that we make each and every day and how they overcame them, how God led them into a new direction and use, if we took the time to, to look at the story of Adam and Eve, right? It's not long. You can just look at it and, and, and break it down into today's terms. I mean, essentially take responsibility for what you did and listen to what God says and you right. have paradise. I mean, you could, th that's essentially the story, right? The story is, you know, God said this, you, you do it and you live in paradise. If you don't, you're, you're banned. You, you, you're, you're, you're cast out of paradise. And then, you know, take responsibility for your actions. Don't blame it on Eve and then don't blame it on the serpent when, when it's you, you have that responsibility. Um, yeah. and when you break and, and that's what kind of caught me, uh, you know, a couple years back, um, when I when I when I started getting back into the Word of God, is you know I I, I stopped looking at them as unapproachable, and started thinking of them as as normal people trying to figure out the world, and then as God and and and, and take in the revelations that God provided at the time, um, right. And so it, it's interesting, man. It, it, we're in interesting times, um, and and it's. It's great that we have so many people nowadays, I think, independent, independent individuals um, like yourself um, that are putting out a message the, the, the best way that we know how. And yeah, five years yeah. from now, it it'll may, may be completely different um, as as we as things grow and as things change and as you, we all get smarter on stuff um, and hopefully we reach more and more people. Yeah. Uh, so so. Man, like uh, going back to what you said, like on Adam and Eve, it's it, there's it, it's man. That's why they call it the living word of God, because it, it there's a simple message in there. And you, you touched on it, man. Like, uh, man, God's telling us, look, I'll, I'll give you a paradise. All you got to do is walk right. And and sometimes man was no, I want that one thing I can't have. And then what happens? Uh, this is this we do. We're guilty of exactly what Adam and Eve were. So when we mess up. And we know we haven't done right. What's the first thing we do? We go hide from God, right? We say, man, why am I even going to go try to be in a relationship with God? Look at the things that I've done. Look at the things that I've said. Look at the things that I think. Uh, and, and, and then we go hide from him. And we know that's not what God wants uh, for us. He understood that we're flawed. He understood that. That's why he sent Jesus uh, to come die for us. If, if he thought we we're going to be perfect and it's like, oh, man, they got it. Why would I send my son to go suffer? They'll be okay. No, he sent his son because he understood we're flawed. This is what, what uh, uh, freaks me out, man. How, how awesome our God is, is that uh, he loves us so much that he let us, he lets us make our own decisions, right? He could have made us like animals to where, uh, man, the dog is meant to bark. And that's what the dog does. He, he barks because God made him that way. Uh, he could have made us to where we, we love him if that's what he wanted, right? But he... Think about that. If, if you made your kid love you, 
and and you told him no you, you're gonna love me i don't care i could treat you however i want do what i want and you're gonna love me that's it and they had to right that wouldn't be a true genuine love so what he wanted from us was a true genuine love by by giving us freedom to choose right uh but sometimes we misuse that and i'll go back to what you were saying like a man sometimes you feel like not qualified uh, to speak the word maybe because of your past or maybe because of your present struggles uh but uh man i'll just encourage you to say that god can use you right where you're at uh, man, you said it exactly right. If you look back at the Bible, a lot of these times we, we uh, read the Bible, you said it. We don't look at these people as people, but that's exactly what they were. They were flawed like you and I. But that's why God used them, because he wanted people to say, look, look what I could do through a flawed person. It, it, imagine if I wanted to grab one of these people that think that, that uh, it, it's interesting to me because he never he never grabs like the most powerful, richest, popular person. He always grabs the most humble and uses them. Right. Or, or, or he'll break them down if they are like Paul in a position of power. He'll break them all the way down and transform them. And that's the beautiful power of God. But I think he does it like that on purpose to display his power and show how it can transform a life. Um, so, so I'll go back then and, and, and encourage you or anybody that might be listening is like, man, don't believe that, that lie from the enemy. Because imagine if we all believe that way, nobody would be spreading the word because nobody's perfect. The word tells us that we all fall short. Uh, so that's why, man, we just have to come uh, and, and, and through Christ, we can approach uh, God boldly, man, and, and say, God, look, I know I'm flawed. Uh, and, and I just need your forgiveness every day. I'm struggling with this. I'm telling you, if 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 I focused on my flaws, man, I wouldn't even be having this conversation with you right now because I'm, I'm a flawed human being like anybody else. A huge work in progress, man. But I understand that God is a powerful God and he can use me right where I'm at. Uh, so every day, man, our deal is just to try to continue to grow in him, not to get stagnant uh, and, and, and say, well, I'm going to like, man, it's, it's crazy. I heard uh, Isaac Chavez, he put out a video the other day and and uh, he said, man, I, heard it. I watched it. That was it's, good, man. I, yeah, I, I really uh, enjoyed Stop it. asking for milk. Yes. Yes. And, and, and bro, there's that's a that's a powerful message, because if you think about it, uh, what we have today is Christianity is, is a bunch of infant Christians that are stuck on milk. And, and nobody wants to eat that meat. So imagine if we were like that as infants, right? We just stayed on milk and never ate meat. What would happen? Man, we would we would never grow to be like strong and I wouldn't have muscles like you, Eddie. And you know, <laughs> so uh, it's crazy, man. But, but uh, we have to say, yes, I'm gonna have to cut teeth, right? Yes, it's gonna hurt and it's gonna be uncomfortable, but that process is necessary. For me to to get on me to get where god wants me to go and that's funny i mean that you bring that up because i did i saw that i saw that video i probably saw it after you uh tagged it or, or or responded to it um and we've known isaac chavez forever right and and so it was interesting but it the great thing about these interactions the great thing about you know the great thing about the internet right is that uh there's so many messages and just so many different ways that people approach the message on how to get what it is, whatever it is that's on their mind uh, that's important out. And some things resonate with uh, with some people and other things resonate with other people. And it, it's just that it's just that one, you know, it, it could be that one phrase 
that and the reason i watched it honestly is because it was like titled you know stop drinking milk right and i was thinking <laughs> nutrition i was thinking something like that and then and then i you know, i was like oh three minutes i'll look at this right now i was like why is he telling me to stop drinking milk right and then it was a completely different message than than what i had thought and i liked it I, it made it made perfect sense once i listened to it um yeah shout out isaac chavez out there uh yeah good video um but that, that's what i think that's what i think the great we have a great opportunity uh today to spread god's message in a way that it hasn't been spread and it's not gonna i don't think it's gonna come from you know these these high you know fluting christian ministers out there you know and some of them they're doing great things on their own right there are people out there franklin graham for one of them uh, i follow i i look at it and i read what he says i listen to his speeches um that he puts out there there are a few of them that i that i truly respect and well, i respect everybody but i that i that i follow and i listen uh, i'm interested in what they have to say but i don't believe that those people are going to be uh necessarily the the way we pull ourselves back towards god i think it's going to be individuals like yourself like isaac chavez like any of any of these other uh uh small organizations that are reaching the people that they can reach in the way that they know how and 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 and, and it's going to take those it'll be those small messages that make people think about right. what are we doing and what should we be doing i mean and the, that's that's a great question if you look at like we talked about earlier if you look at the past generations they did an awesome job at handing the baton off, right? And, and, and saying, look, man, here's Christianity. And, and if you look at it, man, it was it was going great, going great. And then all of a sudden you're like, whoa, what happened? Like, who dropped the ball here? And, and then you can't help but look in the mirror, right? And say like, man, I'm partially responsible for that. This all happened within my generation. Uh, I mean, I never thought when we were growing up as kids that we would see the stuff that that we're seeing now that that people would be okay with the things that they're okay with now yeah, it's uh, unbelievable. It, it, it really is i i would have man if you would have told me this as a kid i would have said dude you're nuts man it's, this would never be okay man god's god's not okay with it why would we be okay with it but we've gotten to a generation where we're more uh, afraid of, of offending people than we are of offending god it's crazy uh but but i think you're absolutely right man uh as far as like uh us in the trenches reaching those people because corporate discipleship is good right this is one of the things that we're covering in that discipleship class today corporate discipleship is good and that's that's basically like church where, where you can go in and, and, and be discipled on a big scale and, and the, the pastor doesn't have to do it individually he could speak to everybody at one time but there it has to go deeper than that there has to be like a, a personal uh discipleship it can't just all be corporate because what happens, it, it shouldn't uh, it shouldn't stop at the corporate level. It has to go down into the individuals, and that has to just bleed off, uh, and it has to keep going, man. That's how the light is shines to the world, not not by people that go to church. You're already saved, right? Uh, so so what happens then, man? Is think about if Christ would have just went and said, "I'm going to stay here in this church. This is where I'll preach out of, and and this is where I'll do all my miracles out of, and, and never left those four walls." It was Christ. He was going to be effective, right? Man, people would, when there was no internet back then, and people would come from hundreds and hundreds of miles away walking. There was no cars. 
walking just because they heard of him. Not not through the internet, not through the news, word of mouth. That's the, that's how big the things he was doing. So he would have been effective, but he understood there was, there, there was a, a, a principle there of something about being in the trenches, getting out there on the streets, in the alleys, in, the, in those broken places where it's dark that nobody wants to go to. I mean, if you look at it, the Pharisees, uh, we're ridiculing him, man. He's eating with the tax collectors. He's eating with the prostitutes. He's eating with all this and that and the other. And he's like, man, I came here to to, to heal the sick. If, if I'm doing good, what do I, I need to go to the doctor for? You know what I mean? I'm 100% healthy. What do I need to go to the doctor for? Well, it is good because you do need to do your checkups and stuff like that and make sure that you're good. But uh, he came for the sick, man, for the people that don't know, that don't know God. Uh, so, so that was interesting to me, man. And that's uh, to be a Christian is to be Christ-like. So, if we're gonna say we're Christian, we need to be trying to mimic Him. He wasn't posted up in, in just one location. And that's I have this brother here and, and this sister, uh, Andy and Christina. Shout out to them, man. They they've been everywhere from Brazil to the Philippines. To, man, we're and and they they've been here in Dallas now for a little bit. They're about to go to Houston. And, and they just go wherever God puts it in their heart to go. They don't set roots down too deep to to where they can't be obedient to Christ. And, and I'm inspired by that. I wish I, I could just say, you know what, man, I'm God is calling me to do this and, I, and I'm going to go. Right now, I feel like I'm, I'm right where he wants me to be. And, and I look forward to carrying out uh, whatever missions he puts out in front of me. But uh, I think that's important, like you said, is to get out there and make it happen in the trenches, man. One-on-one. Uh, and disciples, discipleship's got to be happening outside of those four walls. Absolutely. So speaking of uh, getting out there one-on-one, you got an event, you got a revival coming up in Goliad. Um, talk about it. You know, what, what do you what do you want to say? Um, you know, what, what what's your plan out there? Um, you know, it's it's got to be interesting going back home. After, I don't know when was the last time you were there, but. Uh, I know I haven't I haven't been back in probably about five years or so, and, and even then I, I typically just go back to see the family. So, what do you got going on over there? So, man, uh, uh, through this revival, it's just a uh, it was a word that was handed down to my dad while he was uh, in, uh, coming out of a coma, and he thought he was going to die. Well, well, he came out of this coma and he came out and he said, "Man, son, when I went in, I thought for sure I was gone." When I woke up, I'm looking at y'all like, what in the world, man? I thought I was going to be standing in front of God or something. <laughs> I was like, don't look so disappointed, man. I'm your son. Uh, but he said, I understand that God let me come back to give a message. And, and he wanted to give it to the family in Goliad, right? That we're given a short time here. And it's to see whether we're going to carry out God's will or our own will, wh- whether we're going to live for ourselves or live for him. Uh, so uh, this is an extension of that message, man, to Goliad, because I feel like, it, I was there not that long ago uh, before Adam came out of prison. I was in a spiritual sleepwalk and I feel like uh, we need to go down there and, and, and share that message, man. And that we, a revival is what when somebody if a doctor's trying to revive you, that means that you're dead. Uh, and, and spiritually, I feel like that, that, man, there needs to be a revival down there. We need to breathe life back into these people. We need to hand Christ uh, to these people, man, and, and, and let Christ heal some broken places, break some addictions, break some generational curses. And we're not believing that people are going to be on fire for one night over there. We're believing that people are going to change moving forward. We're believing that we're going to leave something there uh, that, that uh, give the generation what you and I had growing up, uh, uh, that foundation that we were just talking about earlier. 
uh, and I've been talking to some men down there, man. Uh, uh, men, men United, uh, they're out of Victoria. Uh, my, my goal is to encourage these brothers, man. Uh, Mark Bettis, Ben Martinez, Tony Rojas, uh, they, they, God willing, man, I, I want to meet with these guys, encourage them, uh, possibly get a men's group there in Goliad where, because some people aren't comfortable, right, to, to walk into a church, man, that's like I said, they, they just feel judged for whatever reason, man, not understanding that everybody in that place is flawed. So this would give them an outlet to go, man, and share about their struggles, right, and get them on some milk first and eventually get them to that meet where they need to be. So, but it all starts, like you said, in those small groups, man, uh, where, where people can come and the world's going to give them something else. If we don't give them Christ, the world's going to give them something else. There's, that's the absolute for sure thing that's going to happen. So we have an obligation to do it. If we're going to call ourselves Christians, uh, if we're going to be disciples of Christ, we have to go and make disciples of all the nations. So, and, and, and the nations start in our homes. That's one of the mes messages that I've been sharing, man, is like, starts in our homes, right? Our families, uh, as the leaders of the household, we got to give our families Christ, point them in, in the direction of Christ. Well, for me, home is Goliath. Uh, man, I, that's, where, that's where I grew up at. So I feel like I, I've got to go back there and, and, and encourage them, man, and, and, and introduce them to Christ in a way that they probably never have experienced before. Uh, so, uh, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. Yeah, you gotta, uh, you gotta come back and let us know what happened and, and how it went and 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 you know hopefully you know I, I pray that it's a it's a big success. I hope you know minds are changed, hearts are are you know lit up, um, you know for the word, and 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 hopefully you know this is just the beginning stages of of what's to come, right? For your organization. Um, like I said, um, we're running a little bit long now, uh, but I want to continuously have like periodic conversations with you, um, and, and any other, anybody else that you know down there, if it's men's United or, or, or any organization, uh, that would like to speak to maybe a little bit different audience, um, invite them and pass on my information. Um, you know, we try to, you know, uh, encourage any of the Christian American, you know, organizations out there, anybody that's trying to help other people uh, through the Word of God, um, I'm all in favor for. Again, I mean, we're not. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know quite know what I'm doing here, um, but we're just going to keep pushing, and hopefully, we'll keep progressing, and hopefully, you know, uh, organizations like yourself are going to reach people, and we'll slowly turn the tide of. Uh, of of this country and, and kind of in our communities to bring us back to some kind of reality, man. And uh, yeah, I, I gotta, uh, I'm 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 excited for you, right? I'm excited for you. I, I wish I could be down there uh, to to see the hometown um, and 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 participate. But you know, li life is what life is. So hopefully, anybody that's watching, you know, this video, and we're gonna we're gonna post this on you know YouTube. So it, uh, you can pass the word also uh, the YouTube channel is Good Morning Christian America um, and we're going to put it on the Facebook page and we're going to put it on well, it's the video will be too big to put on Twitter but you know, we'll tweet out and Instagram out uh, the link to, to YouTube and I would encourage anybody out there to, to uh, like our pages on those, on those platforms and, and subscribe to the YouTube channel um, and Ronnie man we got to keep doing this 
Um, Absolutely. It, it, to, to me, it's important to me. I don't if anybody, maybe, maybe nobody watches any of these videos, but at, at a bare minimum, it, it'll be important to me uh, because you inspire me uh, just through our history, right? I mean, it, it, it's it, it's amazing to see uh, to see what you're doing and keep us up to date keep posting the stuff that you're doing with any of the work with the homeless any of the any of the work face to face any of the revivals um you know keep posting them and I, we'll, we'll keep putting them out there and, and hopefully the people that follow us uh will get a chance to see it and follow you guys as well and and again more people spreading the message uh you know as any way that we can uh, i think is a good thing brother Man, for sure, bro. And, and and likewise, man, I'm I'm excited for you. I, I love what you're doing. Obviously, I got the t-shirt on. Yeah. Uh, so, so so no, man, a walking, talking billboard for Christ. I, I love it, man. Uh, I, I've got some, some some thumbs up, some good looks, man, wearing the shirt. And I've also got some, some uh, bad looks. But hey, that's okay, man. The, the, the word tells us if they hate you, remember that the world hated me first. So, and I'm okay for that. I'll take a lick for Christ any day, man. So, uh, but, but, uh, I promise to have that tripod we talked about for next time. <laughs> hey, uh, again, we're just trying to make it happen, man. Uh, and 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 that's just where we're at. We're at, we're at the infancy stage, you know, with with uh, you know trying to learn to to, to crawl right now. Uh, but sure. sooner or later, man, we're gonna we're gonna be we're gonna be crawling, we're gonna be walking, and then we're gonna be running, and then thing good things are gonna happen. I, I'm I'm for sure of it. Uh, just because I know you, right? I, I know that instinctive drive, that instinctive motivation. Um, we know what it's like not to have anything. We might have a little something now, um, just like our, just like the, these organizations. And it's just a matter of time before we have hopefully what we're looking for, which is a larger growing population, not for any you know individual purposes other than spreading the word. And if if, if we could reach if you if we could reach 10 people and 10 people reach 10 people it only takes you know a couple of days and we have 10,000 20,000 people that are that are you know even if they take one specific piece of this and go you know what maybe maybe I should pick up this book and start reading it you know maybe right. I should read one chapter I always tell people you know that are that are you know, have their issues, uh, or, or, or don't have time. They say they don't have time to, to, to read the word. I, I always tell them, read Matthew, read Matthew. Matthew is right. not that long. And, 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 and Matthew is pretty deep. You have, especially when you're getting onto the sermon on the Mount and you get to the Beatitudes and, 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 you know, if you had to read, if you have to read one, I always say, if you have to read one, read Matthew. Um, yeah. and, and you'd be amazed and and, oh, and hopefully it works and and hopefully they do and hopefully uh we can we can spread the message that, that the best way we know how and that the good things will follow brother for sure for sure it's one thing for sure man that god is building up an army there's no doubt about that uh and it just takes those leaders bro to step out in christ and say man you know what uh i've used my influence for this or that or my, maybe my gifts even for this or that how about I use my gifts for God's glory, or if I use my my, my uh, leadership influence for God's glory? And, and like you said, man, it's nothing for us. Uh, it's all for Christ. So so uh, man, it's that's awesome. 
Eddie, it's, it's always good talking to you, bro. I, I'm with you. I feel like how we talked about the other night. I feel like this we could probably do this all day long. Yeah. Uh, so so uh, no, man. But but uh, for sure, we'll be doing another one, and and, uh, and I look forward to it, man. All right. Hey, give my love to all those brothers and sisters down in Goliad. Uh, you know, good luck down there. Tell them I wish I was there. Um, I don't know if my mother is going to show up or not down there. She might. Um, she is. She is. You know. She told me she was. Oh, did she? I, okay, well, good. Yes, I didn't want to put I her on blast on, on the internet for everybody to watch. Um, well, good. You know, I, I, I'm glad. And then, uh, you know, good luck down there, man. And and in a couple weeks, we got to have you back, and we'll do this again. You kind of update us on on how it went and what happened, and 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 hopefully there's some good news stories, brother. Absolutely, bro. It'll be next weekend. We're in Goliad for anybody that might be listening and, and wants to go. You got a personal invitation for me. So, uh, uh, and then, like you said, it, maybe uh, the week after that or something, we can come back and and hopefully have some good testimonies to give, man, some good praise reports. So, all right, Ronnie. Hey, I appreciate it, man. God bless you, brother. We'll talk to you later.